BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast and happy, arguably, I think, one of the best days of the week, Thursday. We can finally wish you a happy Thursday after talking about it all week. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we talk about the days of the week more than other times. This week was particularly day heavy. Yeah, no, and that's life. Like sometimes the week rolls by and sometimes it's like, oh my God, Monday and then Tuesday. Wait, no, Wednesday? It couldn't possibly be. Thursday. Thursday. Heart eye emoji. Friday, breathing out emoji. A sigh of relief. Yeah. So we're here on a Thursday, which is exciting. There's so much to discuss today. So much. We are kind of like matching vibes today. Like, are we going to hit the links after this or what? <laughs> are we going to go to the country club together after this? Um, probably not because the only country club we wanted to be a member of rejected us. So probably not. Probably not. But if anybody wants to invite us to their country club for lunch today, we are dressed for the occasion. I can clear my schedule. Easily. Actually, I have an important doctor's appointment, Haroldson's four-month checkup. A a a a a a a. Does that mean you're officially out of the SIDS phase, right? Isn't it zero to three months? So, no, I think SIDS is like all baby. SIDS is the scariest fucking thing, like, of all time. I know. I learned about it with Olivia. I'm like, this is twisted. Yeah. Very not cool. scary. Like, not Didn't cool. expect you to bring up SIDS. No, I'm sorry. Early. I just, like, bright I remember being today. quite taken about learning what SIDS was. Yeah. I don't even want to say what it is. It's like a terrible acronym, you know? Yeah. No, it's it's all bad. But um, but Harold is doing great. Positive note. Yeah. He's doing great except for, you know, eating it every hour on the hour last night. Keeping his mommy up and busy. You probably don't need to go to the doctor because I could tell you. He's in the 99th percentile for anti-lovingness. That's true. He's in the 99th percentile for being such a good boy. Good boy. Love sweet. He's in the 50th percentile for keeping his mother awake at night. <laughs> He's in the 99th percentile of having excellent taste in favorite aunties. And he's also in the 99th percentile of just being the cutest little man I ever did see. He's also in the 99th percentile for being the best brother to, to Bryson Bruno, Strassen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the cutest brothers. A little jealous, but who, who are Sibling rivalry. Sibling rivalry. Now I get it. We never really had sibling rivalry. No. Like... I always say I'll read in books about like sisters and they're like, oh, you know how sisters are. And I'm like, no, I don't. This vibes are steamy. What's no, the problem? Same. The books that I read are about like two hot brothers who like, <laughs> who, like are always competing for a girl, you know? By the way, I meant to text you last night, but I actually like didn't want to blow up your spot, but I was on Goodreads. Oh, so God. I was seeing like all the books you've been going through mm-hmm. and like you weren't lying when you said you were reading erotica. Like you're reading like the novels with the covers of like the guy with abs that, okay like, advertise on kindle so you're talking about one book in particular it's I took called a screenshot catching you or something <laughs> i took a screenshot and normally like yes i 
I stay chasing oh, love, chasing love, catching you, whatever. I stay away from books with covers if like we that. Could just <laughs> please, you're really blowing up my spot. Sorry, I just want everyone to know what I'm talking well, about. Well, honestly, I stay away from books with covers right. like that because it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I was on TikTok and people were like okay. quaking over this book, okay. and so I was like, oh, cute. And then I was like, this is the book. It's giving like Danielle Steele. Like, of course. I was like, am I actually gonna read this? And I have to say, it was extremely good until the end. Like, that was the one that like no, just ended. I, I ended thought- Ended in the middle. I thought every summer after was the one with the last no, no. sentence. That was the one with the last sentence. I meant like the ending of the book. There wasn't an ending because that's an but eight book series. And I'm not going to read all eight. Like, why not? Because you'll screenshot my Goodreads and put me on blast on the podcast. I just, I already did. And you already put yourself on blast. I just didn't realize how honest you were being. Like when we <laughs> read It Happened One Summer, like we say it's erotica, but there's cartoon people on the cover. No, Jackie, by the way. It Happened One Summer is the same level of erotica as the book with the cover with the naked people. Okay, but you could be fooled by the cover because it's yeah. cartoons. You know, I'm definitely thinking of deleting my Goodreads and starting like a new private one. <laughs> but then like you're doing something shameful. It's the same thing be about... Proud. It's the same thing of like Spotify. Like yeah. there are certain platforms that need not be social, you know? Yeah, not share so much information. Like I don't need people on Spotify to see what music I'm listening to, what other podcasts like I'm seeing people talking shit about us on. Like that's what I do. And that's why I will never listen to a podcast. I don't even know if my Spotify is private like I always check that it's private but I have like anxiety that it's not I will never listen to a podcast on Spotify no that's what's weird like showing what podcasts you're listening to most of the time I'm listening to just things I'm proud of things I would talk about on the show but sometimes I'm like listening to embarrassing like wanting to see what's going on yeah in the community yeah of course and it's like (laughs) is nothing private anymore no nothing is sacred like not every app has to be a social media app like normalize having private media apps okay okay not social anti-social media apps yeah you should start one totally totally uh we were just talking about your book for a second I had something one more thing I wanted to say but it's neither here nor there you're gonna get a lot of that today because your girl was up all night with your girl was up all night I almost was gonna text you and say podcast only episode in studio because I didn't want to put on makeup because mm-hmm. my skin is like so bad from the lack of sleep have you also have you seen this eye oh you know that yeah. happened to me once you see this eye it's been like red for days no it has like a little something that happened to me once when I was on vacation I happened to be on vacation with a doctor um a doctor Oz and he told me it was totally fine. a doctor of Oz yeah he told me it was totally fine you have nothing to worry about I'm not worried it's just ugly but it looked like somebody threw a piece of glass in my eye <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah. it's like and everyone like looks I, I was like are you okay it looks much worse than it is that's it I didn't feel a thing I didn't know it was a thing until people on my Instagram were like, what the fuck is up with your eye? Yeah. And it was like a big purple like blood clot. Yeah. And Dr. Oz said it was fine. So you're fine. Okay. Thanks, Dr. Oz, for the peace of mind. Um, Today's Thursday, which means Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. And I have actually like many, many thoughts. Dare I say I'm oozing with thoughts. Yeah. There's a lot to discuss. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. It was nice to have something to watch, mm -hmm. even though everything is on Wednesdays now. I know. So give us a break. And again, if you're like waiting for the Kardashians recap. I'm not waiting up till midnight to watch a TV show. Recaps are on Friday. Recaps are on Friday so we can give the girls the time that they deserve. And I have glowing reviews about the Kardashian new show, but like the midnight time slot is they not working. They moved it to like 9 p.m. Okay, but that's what you said. And that's then I went on my Hulu and it said it's coming out at 12. And then also I saw some... I think maybe Liz High posted, like, they dropped the episode early. Like, okay. what, are you, what is this? So apparently they dropped this week's episode early. What so is it, a podcast, a Patreon episode? Like, Jackie, you just drop when you feel? They dropped this episode early, and then I go to Hulu, and literally it says not available till 12. So It's so confusing. It's so confusing. And that's not going to work for me. Me neither. Like, I'm a regimented queen. Mm-hmm. I like a schedule, a TV guide, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to work. 
No, we're past the days of TV guides. No, I know. Now things just drop. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's it's a drop guide. Yeah, it's twisted. It is twisted. We need to be prepared to catch. Literally. Um, so we've got a great show. Five fabulous stories. One fabulous recap, and two fabulous girls, and two fabulous Bryson Strassen. It's true. It's true. She told no lies. I told no lies. Bryce was doing his jealous brother thing this morning. Satiated with him, satiated him with a bully stick that he finished in 0.3 seconds. Good. They're getting faster and faster. I think he's swallowing them whole. Yeah. And then he was a sweet love. So, Strice, we miss you. Maybe tomorrow will be a Stry day. You never Ooh. know. Ooh. You never know. Ooh. I saw Strice yesterday. When they go on their walks, Bryce comes and picks up Theo, and then Theo goes and drops off I, Bryce. And I saw Thrice. It's really one of the better parts of my days. It's so sweet. Their cousin walk, where they could just catch up, talk about the family, talk yeah. about Magnolia. Yeah, but their friend Butters is there, too. The big poodle. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. You, you have thoughts on Butters? I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know what the dynamic is between the three of them. Like, does Butters feel excluded because he's not... Family. Family. Blood. Or is, like... One of them getting closer with Butters and the other one's feeling excluded. I don't know. Okay, so Butters is this probably like 600-pound poodle that walks with Bryson Strice and like seeing them all together. Bryson Strice are so small and this poodle is like above average size. Maybe it's not a Yeah, it's a poodle. It's I, giving poodle energy. It is, but it's like tall. It's a toodle. So I want to say two disparaging things about Butters. I hope Butters' mom isn't watching. So Butters, one time in my house, <laughs> all three boys came to drop off Theo or pick up Theo, I forget. And I saw Butters get on his back two feet and like stand up like a human being and lunge at Bruno. Like I do think Butters. He's coming for Shays. I think Butters has like an aggressive vibe. And, you know, ever since that day, Butters comes to my house to pick up Theo and he wears a muzzle. Because he's coming for strikes. I'm telling you, I think it's, I've never heard of like an aggressive poodle. <laughs> it's very bizarre, but I'm pretty sure he's like not, not well. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they've got a cute dynamic, the three of them. And like Bruno comes home happy every day. Yeah, yeah. No scratches. Like, Nothing. There are other dogs in the group who like come and go. In, Butters is, is it's forever. It's a mainstay, yeah. But um, there we, are others we in love the to LARP about the, the other dogs and yeah. just like. Like Oliver, is that Olive, his name? Yeah, Olive. No, Olive wears a bespoke harness. Yeah, that is like fitted to a T. It's like custom made. Oliver's definitely like from Williamsburg. Like it gives, it's giving Brooklyn. Yeah, no, edgy. he's very quaffed. That yeah. Olive, and then there's mystery, and mystery is a mystery. Is a mystery. <laughs> The dog's name is Mystery, and there was, like, a brief period where Mystery was on every single walk, like, multiple times a day, and we were, like, worried there might be trouble at home. Right. Um, but that's, again, us just LARPing about the dogs in Bryson Strice's group. But now we haven't seen Mystery in a while, so I think, like, things have calmed down. Or they haven't. Maybe Mystery had a new baby at home and needed to get out of the house more, kind of like what Bryce was yeah. doing. And now everything's situated in their brother and sister. It's unclear what the gender of Mystery is. It's yeah, a it's a gender-neutral name. Mystery. <laughs> It's a gender neutral name. So I feel like Mystery is a girl. Honestly, I don't know. What about Butters? Man. Butters Man, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Butters, like, sounds. But that's, I guess the problem with having these, like, stupid dog names, like, Puddles. You know, it's like you go up to someone in, a, in the street, and you're like, oh, it's such a cute dog. What's his name? And, or what's its name? And they're like, Alex. And you're like, hmm. Alexandra or Alexander because then you want to be like oh she's so cute and then you have to like you can't use pronouns for the rest of the interaction yeah Bruno just got a new baby blue harness which should signal to everyone he is a boy mm -hmm. but apparently Zach was with him and someone was like oh what's his name and Zach was like Bruno and they were like oh that's such a manly name for such like a feminine looking dog and I was like it's Bruna <laughs> 
is this <laughs> is this pedestrian enforcing toxic gender stereotypes onto Bruno at a young age? Yeah. Yeah. That's disgusting. But he is Bruna sometimes. Bruna. Bruna, Bruna, Bruna. Let me be a Bruna. Bruna, Bruna, Bruna. Let me be a Bruna. You just never Bruna, what's my name? Bruna, what's my name? What's my name? What's his name? Um, yeah, Theo wore a pink harness for most of his life, and people were like, you have to start giving him, like, a different color because people are going to think he's a girl. And I'm like, do you think I literally care? <laughs> like, <laughs> I bought the harness. They're, like, $25. I, he will wear it until it's worn out, and then I'll get him a different one. Then I did orange, then I did blue. Like, colors associating with gender for dogs, sorry, not a thing. Uh, like, a little bit, but even when Theo wore a pink harness, like, I just saw him as Theo. You know, yeah. I didn't see the harness. And pink went with his color. The harness like, didn't wear him. He wore the harness. 100%. He was also influenced by Harry Styles on the cover of Vogue because that was like the same week yeah. when he was wearing the dress. And, and he saw like color and style has no gender. Right. And he was really like moved by that. He was influenced. 100%. No, so Bryce used to wear like all nudes, but then they would get really dirty. So now he's wearing this blue and he looks fantastic. He does. The boys look good. The boys are looking good. The group is quaking. Um, and we'll keep you updated on the whereabouts and the happenings of mystery bryce thrice olive and butters i will be shocked if we don't hear from some one from of butters' mom yeah. yeah being like what'd you say yeah about my boy well we did find butters's mom's instagram oh well no butters is butters is instagram, butters is instagram which i assume is run by his mom i still haven't found his mom it's premium yeah no she takes great pictures of all three of them yeah that's how we find out what our kids are up to yeah so it's nice. It's cute. Yeah. Um, so other than, than than Butters, I think we should dive in. I think we should dive in. We have some great stories. Claudia chose four out of the five again, so you can expect a lot of fun celebrity fare. Mm -hmm. And without further ado, do, 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 we're talking about the crude do, do, do. It is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. Well, spring has sprung, and we are updating our homes for spring and investing in quality pieces that make any room look and feel complete. Jenny Kane Home has everything you need to create the home of your dreams, from handmade furniture and kitchen essentials to pillows and throws that you can pair with anything. So the pillows and throws that come in linen and alpaca, cashmere, they're handcrafted textiles in versatile cotton and linen, and they're perfect for the sofa, bedroom, or an accented addition. You can settle in with the epitome of cozy comfort, the Tahoe cashmere throw, and the alpaca basket weave throw. They also have dinnerware and serveware. The Pacific dinnerware and serveware is durable, hardworking, and it starts at just $25. Their tabletop prices are made for all types of entertaining. They also offer candles and slippers, which are all over my house. Um, their California-inspired scents are coveted by all. They're hand-poured in Los Angeles, and their slippers come in shearling to suede. Their slippers are the ultimate indoor indulgence. Jenny Kane herself is like an iconic, stylish queen. So like, if you're looking for decor inspiration, I would look none other than Jenny Kane home. Jenny Kane Home creates California-inspired classics for any room or mood. They're grounded in natural textures, inviting neutrals, and these are the pieces you'll love coming home to. Check out the Jenny Kane Ranch, which is their large, full-scale interior project in Santa Inez that brings up the California aesthetic to life. This remarkable space was a full-gut renovation, and you can follow Jenny Kane and Jenny Kane Home on Instagram um, for all the details. If you want to shop Jenny Kane Home and get 20% off for all furniture and home decor, plus early product access and much more with Jenny KH membership. Join the membership at jennykane.com slash membership or go to jennykane.com slash home to create the space you'll never want to leave. That's J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E dot com slash 
home. Today's episode is also brought to you by Little Spoon, a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snacking for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. Little Spoon makes healthy mealtime easy at every stage, which saves you hours in your week at a reasonable price. They're also the most flexible company where you can pause, modify, cancel, or skip at any time. Most of the baby slash kids food at the grocery store is really processed and it's often not on the shelf. It's often on the shelf longer than your little child has been in the world. So the quality new nutrition that our kids deserve really cannot be found at the grocery store. And that's why Little Spoon is making everything fresh and they use absolutely nothing artificial. It's just like homemade, all delivered to your door and ready in seconds. You pop your meals in the fridge or the freezer and then use them when you're ready. It is that easy. 100% organic cold pressed baby food for someone like Haroldson. So they really have every stage for the kids in your life. They have a toddler and kids food line that makes that takes you through through the tough weaning stage into the big kid years. And they just launched a line of uh, their on-the-go smoothies. So all of the recipes taste absolutely delicious are nutritionally based balanced and free of junk helping you set your little one up for a lifetime of health we have tried everything it tastes legit great and your babies your toddlers your teens they are going to be eating better than you the best part is that the price is right with kids meals under five dollars and baby food and smoothie snacks under three it makes trying little spoon really easy and affordable start the year fresh with little spoon get 50 percent off your first order with the code toast at checkout that's little spoon code toast at checkout off your first little spoon order enter code toast Little spoon. Camper tested, counselor approved. Love. Kicks is quaking. Kicks is quaking. It's freezing in here today. I'm dressed properly because I'm cold on the bottom, warm on top, so I'm balanced. Yeah. This thrice pillow is like keeping my crotch really warm. So small and frail. No, I'm like so easily temperature controlled because I'm so tiny. Do you need a blanket, small girl? I'm shivering. My bones are popping out. (laughs) Do you you need a blanket? Nah. I'll just complain. You just wanted to complain. Yeah. Okay. First story, Britney Spears and Sam Ashgari are getting married on Thursday. Wedding bells are ringing for Britney. The singer and her fiancé are getting married Thursday at her Thousand Oaks, California home, a source confirms to page six. The pair will tie the knot in an intimate ceremony surrounded by approximately 50 close friends and family members, they are told. TMZ reported that her brother Brian will be in attendance, but her estranged parents and sister didn't receive invitations after their fallout over her conservatorship battle. Okay, I don't know why I was, like, surprised by this. I know they're literally engaged, and the point of getting engaged is to get married. I just thought they were, like, engaged, like, for fun, you know? Yeah, a lot of celebrities get engaged for fun, and it's like they told us they want to get married. She wants to enter conservatives so that they can get married. Mm -hmm. The conservatorship ended a few months ago, so this actually is right on time. Yeah. But it still seems soon. No, it seems, like, fast, and I'm, like, shook. I don't know why. Just this headline makes it seem fast. They're getting married on Thursday. It sounds like they decided today to get married in four days. Yeah, uh, today is Thursday. Thursday. Oh, I just they're getting married today. Thursday is always four days away, right? Like they got an aerial shot from like a helicopter or a drone of a big tent in her backyard. Like it's probably happening like right now. Oh, she's getting married today, right now, as yeah. we speak. Got it. Yeah, no, that makes sense though. Yeah, it does seem a little soon. You think they signed a prenup? No, you don't. Mm-mm. Who's in Britney's life is going to ensure that she does? Right. I really hope she did. Even though, like, I do think, like, their relationship is solid, but, like, you never know. Yeah, you never know, but I, I don't think that she did. What kind of bride do we think um, Britney's going to be? It's definitely going to be giving Chuggy Millennial. For sure. That's Britney's aesthetic, and we, yeah. we love it. Yeah. No, it's going to be heart shapes yeah. everywhere. I think Cookies maybe that say, a, like, she said yes. Maybe like, even a crop top. <gasps> you know, Sheena she Marie loves, Shea. She loves a crop top. Yeah, I do wonder, like, what her bridal aesthetic, like, dress is going to look like. And, like, will she be selling the photos to People Magazine or something? Like, 
I feel like she has fired everyone who does those things for her. Yeah, no, I don't think there's like going to be some exclusive. Like, I think we'll see the pictures on Instagram like a normal person. Yeah. Which is so crazy for like one of the biggest pop stars in history. Yeah. But yeah, she's not like that. Well, hopefully they have a photographer who can take premium pictures. Yeah, I'm sure us. there's a photographer. The, it's, well, it's not like a, a thrown together affair. Like the picture of the tent in the backyard, like that's an expensive tent. Tents are often the biggest expense in a wedding. And this was like a legit one. Yeah. So congratulations. Hopefully tomorrow we'll have some pictures to yeah. share, some news. But Brittany's doing what she wants to do. And that's all we wanted for her. Like obviously her family sucks. But like it is so sad to get married without your family. Yeah. Like no matter like... Obviously, I'm not saying she should have invited them, but just, like, conceptually, like, being at a place where you can't invite your family to your wedding is, like, really sad. Well, she's building a new family. Yeah. She has her kids yeah. and her brother. Do you think Kevin Federline's going to be there? I have no idea what He's their relationship like, is. He's been, extremely quiet throughout this whole journey. Yeah. I wonder what he's up to. Where does he live? How does he make a living? I think he probably gets alimony. Yeah. But doesn't alimony stop... If he gets remarried. Only if Kevin gets remarried, not Brittany. Yeah. Oh. So okay. he's probably not going to want to rock the boat. He's no, not, totally. He's cool with he's his He's probably like, show up, behave. Yeah, he's fine with his situation. Not going to weigh in on the conservatorship as right, long as no. it doesn't affect his check. Right, right, right. Yeah. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. Do Brittany's kids live with her full time now? No. Do they share custody? Like, what is the... I think so. He, so interesting. I think he probably has a lot of custody. Yeah, me too. Because, like, for so long, she, like, literally was not near her kids. Yeah. But again, I'm not the Britney expert. No, me neither. There's plenty of podcasts that are, though. Though, like, solely dedicated to it. Right. Anyways, congrats to the couple. Looking forward to seeing pics. Me too. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Robert De Niro jokes about owning all of Taylor Swift's albums. He says, I'm not not a fan. Turns out he knows. King Energy. When I read this headline, I thought it meant. Yes, I thought he was being sarcastic. No, I thought it meant that, like, he was part of the company that, like, owns her albums. Because every time someone talks about owning her (laughs) albums, they're talking about, like, who owns the masters. That's very true. This is, we're triggered at this point. I thought thought he was, like, an investor in either, like, Ithaca Holdings or the new one. Yeah. And he's inadvertently owns her albums oh i thought he was being sarcastic yeah like yeah i own all her albums like i thought he was being a dick no so he opened up about his unlikely taking to her music joking he owns all of her albums speaking to variety about the upcoming tribeca film festival the actor and event co-founder um were asked about their thoughts about her screening her all too well short film remaining this year or was that last year this year no he um was doing a, some, uh, the interview with the co-founder of Tribeca. So they were just talking about Tribeca Film Festival. Remaining tight-lipped on whether or not he's seen the project, he noted he was probably familiar with her music. He laughed and said, I have all of her albums. I'm not not a fan. I probably hear her music and like it on the radio. He said, my young daughter puts a station on and it drives me crazy when they chat. When they have music, <gasps> it's okay. By the way, um, Robert De Niro doesn't have like Sirius XM or an aux cord. <laughs> he... Okay, well, he probably has serious XM, but still sometimes they, like, inject their personalities. Yeah, but, like, not a lot. That used to bother me so much, too. No, no, like, growing up as a kid who, like, was, like, in the car all the time, it was, like, some of the low points of my life were, like, literally the commercial break. And we only had, like, two more minutes to get to our destination. It's like, put the fucking song on. No, but not even the commercial break when, like, the the hosts are talking about themselves. Who would want to listen to that? (laughs) It's disgusting. No, like when you're trying to listen to music. Yeah. And, or you have to listen to like War of the Roses, which is fake. Yeah. Oh, well, my like memory, my association with like listening to people on the radio is Elvis Duran of and the Z Morning Zoo. And they used to do those prank calls. That's War of the Roses. Oh. Yeah. And those are fake. No. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. They're fake. How do you know? Because I worked in radio. 
Okay, and so do you have proof or is it just a vibe? I, it was just like known, I thought. No, I mean, I guess like when I was six, like I... I feel like I'm telling people that Santa Claus doesn't no, exist. No, literally. Like, I mean, I well, think no, it was made. called, what was it? Phone tap. Yeah. What the fuck is War on the Roses? War of the Roses. It's like, I don't know. Hold on. Well, I guess when I was six years old, like the idea of it being fake, like wasn't a possibility to me. But maybe if I heard it now, I'd be like, that's so obviously staged because I'm a jaded queen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some of them are real, but I, how can they have them all the time and people don't know? Right. They bust cheaters. Oh, but that's not what phone tap was. What was phone tap? Just like general prank calls, like really elaborate. They would have like, they would have some, one of their listeners call in be like, I want to prank my husband. Here's everything you need to know about him. Yeah. And they came up with like a, a little concoction and it was like so entertaining. Yeah. But other than that, I agree. Like I, it's kind of how I feel about concerts. Like when a, like a celebrity is doing a concert and they want to talk for 10 minutes after a song, like love you, but like, please don't. Yeah, it doesn't bother me like as much and now it's like now being a mature adult like I could listen to someone on the radio like talk about themselves you know mm, and no. find it interesting no but it depends did I tune in for that like when I listen right. to a podcast I'm, I'm tuning in for those people when I'm listening to music I'm the truckers choosing. for the radio are here yeah because they're listening to the radio someone's coming on and talking about their day and they don't want to hear it no, they just want to listen to Taylor Swift right people turn on the radio I think with the sole purpose of listening to music I would say maybe like 10% of people like listen to like AM radio, like weather, news, stuff like that. But like media, radio is for music. Like let's stop. Yeah. But some people like love the personalities. They become such a part of their commute and their day. That's extremely rare. I just want to say. No, I would but say Elvis Duran is like Elvis Duran beloved. is one, one in a thousand. Ryan Seacrest. One in a thousand. Howard Stern, one in a Bobby thousand. Bobby Bones. One in a thousand. Howard Stern, you're choosing talk radio. You're not lo- looking for music. Right, 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 right. Okay. So like, yeah. One, there's, you named three. <laughs> Do you know how many radio stations are in this country? So three and 3,000. Yeah. There's some more hosts too, but yeah. So um, what was the story? Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. So um, love that about him. I think Robert, whenever I hear of the Toronto Film Festival, wait, what is it? Tribeca. Tribeca. Lol. <laughs> um, Tribeca Film Festival. I feel like my association is like always Robert De Niro. Did he start... He's heavily involved somehow. Yeah. 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 There's no wonder why he's the one Doing being the, interviewed. Yeah, yeah. The interview. Um, well, we love a man with um, quality taste in music. And if that doesn't say that Taylor Swift's music is for all, I don't really don't know what will. Yeah. It is for all. It's for all. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Some tea. J-Lo's halftime documentary shows that J-Lo was unhappy to share the stage with Shakira. As she should. When Jennifer Lopez had to share the Super Bowl halftime stage co-headlining with Shakira in 2020, some, including this New York Post writer and the host of The Morning Toast, wondered why Jenny needed anybody else on her block. Mm -hmm. Although the two Latina divas played nice and hugged it out at the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, it turns out J-Lo wasn't feeling so good about having to squeeze in one typical headliner show in the halftime. In half the time for the halftime. The 52-year-old Bronx icon vents her frustration about it during halftime, her documentary that opened at the Tribeca Film Festival. Making waves. Before premieres on Netflix, June 14th. So it comes out next week. She said... This was the worst idea in the world, says a pissed off J-Lo, who was seen fighting with the NFL for more time to do her set justice. While J-Lo doesn't come right out and say why she had to split her stage time with Shakira, her longtime manager, Benny Medina, doesn't mince words about the disrespect. He said it was an insult to think that you needed two Latinas to do the job that one artist historically has done. 100%. We said that last time, even though no complaints about the show, 
Literally, Shakira could have done it by herself one year, and J Lo could have done it by herself one year. And don't forget, also like Bad Bunny showed up. Like it was, it was giving disrespect. Yeah, and, and we felt that. And I'm really glad she acknowledges that because when I look back on her show, my first thought it was is like, wow, she was incredible. And my second thought was like, why were there so many artists on stage? Right. And when we heard that Shakira was joining her, we were just like question mark. At the end of the day, though, it was an amazing show, and they clearly made it work. And you can tell that she's such a professional, and she's gonna make space for Shakira because the NFL is forcing her uh-huh. to but it was so unnecessary she has what it takes she has the discography the the um the choreography like she has everything there was literally no reason for it not to just be her and then maybe Shakira a different year yeah um and I felt frustrated like on her behalf so I'm glad she was frustrated too like what the yeah, fuck and it's just being honest about it because you don't have to like lie be okay with everything all the time yeah and so it's interesting to know that it wasn't her choice and that if she had had it her way it would have been just her obviously like this is a once time once in a lifetime opportunity when you get to like this level of fame and like you want to make it the best possible thing you can be and you're constricted to half the time but you want to perform all your hits like that fucking sucks yeah and this seems to be a trend now yeah the last time we had a solo halftime show was oh that was last year okay they go in on and off like Coldplay Beyonce and Bruno Mars that one year which was definitely weird because each one of them could literally do five halftime shows and they had and no, it was they had really, already done it. It was Coldplay's halftime show, and then they like brought out Bruno Mars okay. and Beyonce, who had already done their own halftime shows. But like that was really amazing, honestly. It was incredible. No, but even um, the year that was Maroon Five, mm-hmm. Travis Scott. Yeah. Well, even this most recent year, it was like twelve. A people. medley. It's a medley, and now we're getting into halftime festival, and we need to. We need to go back. Yeah, but they're like literally running out of people who really are eligible in the sense that their music no, is popular enough. They're but not, they haven't done pink. They're not because they're forsaking. They put two in one year when they could have had one in one. Right. So they could have they're had one in one. running out of people. That's not pink. True. No, I know. But like Kelly Clarkson, Taylor Swift. And you know, by the way, we didn't report on it, but Pepsi no longer owns the halftime show. Oh, we did a while ago that the rights were um, were coming, coming up, up. And, and then we they said didn't, it should be the Morning Toast halftime show. Yeah, but so they didn't repurchase it, which now means Taylor Swift is officially eligible for the halftime show because her Diet Coke contract doesn't impede on it. So that's interesting. Um, but wait, let's keep thinking of people who could do it by themselves. Mm-hmm. Drake. Drake, Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. I think she's there. Yeah. Um, even a lot of people who did like the medley this time around, like, could have done it by themselves. Snoop Dogg, Mary J. Blige, like, it's really, I'm not into half cella. Yeah, no, not at all. And I'm glad that J-Lo's being honest, too. I mean, some of the other artists that have been part of medleys, like, no, they weren't doing it by themselves. I'm sorry. Yes, it wasn't going to happen. Of course. So uh, that's nice for them. What do you think is the greatest halftime show, like, in history? Oh, I have so many favorites. Bruno Mars. Me too. I love. Katy Perry was really good. Katy Perry's. Like, I could rewatch it and love it, but at the time, was the best thing I ever saw. She really was that bitch. Like, it she, was the best thing I ever saw. And she had just come off of, like, hit after hit after hit after hit. Like, Roar was, like, the biggest song ever. That was an iconic moment for Katie. Yeah, I loved Lady Gaga. Oh, same. She gave everything. She, okay, Lady Gaga's up there, too. She was beyond. Beyonce. Beyonce. Gave everything. Everything. But then we've had some some not great ones, like, Black Eyed Peas? Justin Timberlake? Don't even. Don't, Don't even. I block that out. You know, there's a blind going around that people think is about Justin Timberlake. Um, it's like this. Is it NT or Dumois? Dumois. This, um, you know, male pop star, sometimes actor, doesn't want the world to know he's pretty much almost bald. And I just thought that was interesting. I thought it also could have been about Harry Styles. 
No, but he's out there all the time with his hair. Like rocking his head like front and back. But also the blind said like his hair piece is so natural. Like even an expert wouldn't know. Like Okay, good for him. Yeah. There's so many things you could do now for baldness if you want to. I know. Hair plugs. I know a million people have had hair, had hair plugs. And they definitely look like crazy in the beginning. But then it, it naturalizes. Yeah, Rogaine. Rogaine. Like things really work. Sugar bear hair. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Sugar bear hair. Um, so I'm... The more I hear about JLo's documentary, the more I am looking forward to it. Can't wait. And I just love, especially since Gaga's was so good, I love to watch someone prepare in a documentary style format for the Super Bowl halftime For the show. honor of a lifetime. Yeah. It is. It's up there with the honor of a lifetime. Yeah. What else? The Platinum Jubilee. Yes. That's what. Yes. The Platinum Jubilee. No, it's the okay, Platinum Jubilee. Okay. If you could Jubilee. perform at the Platinum Jubilee or the Super Bowl halftime, what would you do? The hmm. Super Bowl halftime, like more people. More people, but more honor. No, definitely. I'm American, like the Super Bowl. I don't know. More people watch the Super Bowl. Uh, I don't, we don't know the numbers of Platinum Jubilee, but. um, But wait, also. But like, then you're at the top of iTunes, like. And I feel like when you do the Super Bowl, like everyone has an opinion, like that sucked. But if you're in the Jubilee, like it's just a part, like a nice part of the day, you know? Yeah, and like, like, is there a green room with Kate and William? No, and by the way, um, you just like share the stage at the Jubilee with other artists and. Unless you're J-Lo, but usually it's just you at the Super Bowl. And then there's, like, so much fanfare before, during, afterwards. Um, I think I would choose a Super Bowl. Yeah. If you ask me, like, six months from now, I'll probably choose a Super Bowl. But right now, the Jubilee is, like, so fresh, big in my heart. Yeah. You know? I also would like to apologize to our Irish toasters. Um, I made the grave mistake of saying that Niall Horan was British. Um, And, like, deep in my heart, like, I knew he was Irish. But is that also still a part of, like, the Queen? Or is that Scotland? No, it's, um, I think Irish has independence now. Mm. But it's a, it, it's a good question. Okay, okay. But they it's were common once, misconception. They were once together. Now they might be a part. Okay, so I just want to apologize, like, for saying that Niall Horan was British. I just meant, like, the one, I meant one, okay, whatever. Yeah, no, I know what I said. I was wrong, so. Let off. me go, um, it's separated from Great Britain geographically. So it's not under the Commonwealth? Is Ireland an English country? English is the spoken language. Thank you. Oh, God. Is Ireland part of the United Kingdom? Northern Ireland is. Okay, maybe he's Northern Irish. There's drama there. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. It's giving um, Branson. (laughs) No, that's the drama. No, it's giving Branson from Downton Abbey. No, that is the drama. He was like a a renegade, right? Yeah, he didn't want Ireland to be a part of Great Britain. Got it. Yeah. It's giving Branson. But then he fell in love with, with an, an English girl. And an English girl and, and had English babies. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? No. Get ready then. Okay. <clears throat> the next story is brought to you by the Olive and June Manny system. It is everything you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. You can customize your box with up to six choices, um, up to six different polishes of your choice. Their polish does not chip. It lasts seven days or more. And when you break it down, it's just $2 a manicure. So obviously what we love about Olive and June is the fact that we don't have to go uh, to a salon and hear your manicure call you fat in Spanish. Um, (laughs) And it's just more cost effective, like $2 a manicure. And I love the pouch that it comes in. It literally has a nail buff, a nail file. It has this great silicone cap that you put on their polish bottles that steadies your hand. So even if you're not great at nails, 
like you can get a really decent manicure with Olive and June, like on your right hand. Um, their colors are very like stylish, trendy, and plainy. Their colors are gorgeous. Nobody has better colors than Olive and June. And it just feels good to have like a good manicure. It feels, you know, like, and like you have your life together. To know that you can do it yourself, you yeah. know, to have that autonomy. Visit oliveandjune.com slash TMT for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E. A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-M-T as in the morning toast for 20% off your first Manny system. Oliveandjune.com slash T-M-T. You will love your new hands. You'll love them. And you know what they are? They're just hands. Our next story, the latest viral TikTok recipe mixes balsamic vinegar and LaCroix to make healthy Coke. A TikTok user has shared a two-ingredient recipe that she claims tastes like a healthy Coke, and the internet has a lot of thoughts. On Monday, TikToker Amanda Jones shared a recipe for healthy soda alternative, but users are not convinced that it tastes like Coca-Cola. The original TikTok has already amassed nearly half a million likes, and the internet is buzzing over this. Um, Even Jenna and Hoda... Ma'am, um, if you're looking for a healthy alternative to Coke, why don't you try um, Diet Coke? Yeah. Lit Literally. This pisses me off, obviously, as a Diet Coke aficionado. Let me tell you why. First of all, like, oh, you think Coke never had the idea? Let's make a healthy Coke. It's literally called Diet Coke. It has zero calories, zero sugar. Like, the aspartame, like, might kill you, but it's fine. Like, it's, it's fine. tasty. But you'll still be healthy. Um, first of all. Or Coke Zero. Coke Zero. Second of all, like, why? Why? That's really where I'm left. What I'm left wondering is Why? And it did occur to me to try this, and then I realized, like, I would literally rather die than put balsamic vinegar anywhere near my mouth. Like, I think it's the most disgusting substance substance on the planet. I think you need to try it. No, and also, like, I wanted to make the TikTok, but basically, like, everyone sits with, like, a cup of ice in front of them and then pours the two ingredients in. But, like, my ice machine has been broken for, like, a year, and, like, I never got it fixed. So, like, I'm just, like, embarrassed to do it without ice because that's also really disgusting. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah. You should just get a bag of ice from the store. Yeah. I will say, though, like, when people mix the ingredients together... They do really look like Diet Coke because the Diet Coke, ma the LaCroix makes it really bubbly. Yeah. And then the bottom is just like black like Diet Coke. I think you need to try it on for all of us. You're our resident TikTok expert and you get all of the pros and now it's comes some of the responsibilities. I know. I, I really can't. Like I'm very thirsty on TikTok and there's really no length I won't go to to get the content but a line I will not cross is eating balsamic vinegar like I think there's nothing more disgusting or smelly on the planet than balsamic vinegar I can't believe people eat it do you still post other TikToks other than our morning toast clips yeah or like they make my own trends but like I'm I'm definitely posting, what trends are you making um you know cute text your husband sends you I'm not oh, making trends sorry, sorry. you're like doing following them. trends <laughs> um but I'm definitely more heavy podcast content now that's exciting yeah it's great yeah, I'm happy for you. So that's why I, I really, I can't do this and I can't subscribe. And I just feel like people on the internet, like, my God, you're willing to drink balsamic vinegar just to save yourself, like, calories from Coke. Like, that is just a mindset. We like, just, we I'll, just want attention. A hundred percent. And this is like, things like this are just why I actually came really close to downloading TikTok yesterday. I actually started the download and then canceled it. Why? Because I wanted to look at that page that you sent me about oh, cars. Yeah. Jackie's thinking about getting a car and I, I don't follow, but this girl's always coming up. She's like, hey, mamas, we're re reviewing the Ford F-150 today. Is it mama approved? And she has like a lot of followers and she gives like good tips. So I was like, bitch, like you need a mom car here. I need a mama mobile. So and I she goes from top to bottom, like 
top tier. I think she does like Porsches all the way down to like more affordable. She does it all. Yeah. So I really wanted to watch all of her videos, which is not something you can do on Safari. Safari. And I was like, okay, I'll download it to watch. And then I was like, no, not. So you're only doing yourself a disservice because like you might not get the best possible car because you didn't follow Mama Car Reviews. Yeah, but then I asked Zach if I could look at it on his phone. <sighs> Fraudulent. No, I just wanted to look at it, but it would just have been a rabbit hole. Like yeah. I can't, I can't go down there. Um, but then seeing something like this like makes me feel really good about my decision. Yeah. No, like I saw the original video and now I've been seeing like other people trying it and most people are like, this is rancid. And some people are like, I mean, like I could see it. Like, my God, you are so desperate. <laughs> Just drink the Coke. Like, I fucking hate this shit. Like, just drink a LaCroix. You're so concerned. Right. No, aren't there like a thousand brands that make fake soda? Olipop. Right. Poppy. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, stop. Like, really stop. Have an Olipop, literally. Have a Diet Coke. No, but they, like, one, it tastes like Coca-Cola, they say. Diet Coke doesn't taste like Coca-Cola. It's better. (laughs) Of of course. Mm -hmm. But Olipop does. It's so twisted. People are really sick. Yeah, no. In the name of health, people okay? People have too much time on their hands, and they also feel the need to share it with the world. And yeah, she was like, my Pilates instructors swear by this product. Like, I'm sure they do. No, I'm sure they do, too. And your Pilates instructor is un- not okay. She's <laughs> unwell. She's unwell. Well, And the girl drinking it the first time was like, oh, my God, it's like literally Coke. I was like, shut the fuck up. No, it's not. Sorry. Like, when you mess with Diet Coke and, like, that's kind of where I draw the line. Okay. Everybody has their boundaries. Yeah. I just think this is like twisted. It is. And I feel like when people are always going on about like diet culture, about things that like I don't find problematic, I don't really understand like toxic. This is toxic diet culture. Yeah. Drink the fucking soda, bitch. Or don't. <laughs> or don't. <laughs> drink water. Juliana. I, I drink, drink a, a lot, lot of water. water. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Already? I know. Is it? <clears throat> The final story. It's a final story. Mess with my Diet Coke and I'll fuck you up. Fuck around and find out. Gorgeous. Gorgina. Gorgeous. Our fifth and final story, the Grammys has added new award categories to the Grammys. The Recording Academy has announced several new awards and rule changes for the Grammy Awards. New awards include Songwriter of the Year, non-classical. Love. Along with Best Score Soundtrack for Video Games and other interactive media. Sorry, that's one category. Sorry. And the Special Merit Award for Best Song for Social Change. Okay. Other amendments include changes to the Grammys entry and voting processes, including a rule that ups the minimum new content for album eligibility from 50% to 75%. I don't know what that means. All changes go into effect immediately for the 65th annual Grammy Awards taking a place in 2023. Don't get me wrong. Like there are some songs for social change that literally like shook the foundation of which I walk. Someday when we aren't six feet apart. That and the one. The one. Help. The one. No, don't look it up. We're gonna figure it out. Don't look it up. Okay. It's the Disney course, Channel Kids. Of course. The Disney Channel it's Kids. Getting like we are the world. Yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. But it's not. It was the Disney Channel version of We Are the World, and it was like, oh, made to make a better place. So let no, that's no. We are the world. <laughs> it goes like um, 
Sending our final round and send it on. Yes, send yes. it on, on and on. Just one hand can heal another. Reach apart, reach your heart. Just one spark starts the fire. The one little action, the chain reaction will never stop. Make it strong, shine a light, and send it on. I knew we would get Nothing there. Nothing feels as good as getting, getting it, it on your own. Getting it. Okay, so like those are there. Send it on. On and on, on and on. And then there was Nick Jonas. On and on. Gorgeous. Everyone came together to send it on. Demi, Miley, Selena, the Jonas Joe Bros. Brothers, Pepperdine University. Totally. Gorgeous. Okay, so my caveat to that statement is like, while there are songs. Send it on. That change, like literally change lives for social change. On and on. I find a lot of the newer like social justice songs like to be like really cringy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get out and vote. Like it's like so <laughs> And, and like you should go. I support the message. It's just like it's giving cringe, and I feel like this new category is going to encourage people to do more like cringy moments. Because you can get a Grammy, it's going to be like a lowly. It's going to be like a a loophole. Yeah. So like, while there are certain social justice songs, like we are the world, like literally change lives. Yeah. I just feel like the newer ones are like giving. It's giving performative, you know. Beyond. So, um, and I think it's going to encourage more yes. performative measures, which we don't need. Yeah, but that other category, songwriter of the year, is definitely something I, I'm into. Yeah, because there's a lot of like you know Shane McAnally, like behind the scenes, literally Songland people. Yeah, who, who deserve shine. Yeah, who deserve and and they win Grammys when the artist wins Grammys, but they deserve their own moment. Yeah, we should know who they are because they're writing all these songs that we're singing along it's to. It's so true. Like normalize having songwriters be famous. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like for some songwriters, it's actually a great job if you don't want to be famous, but you want like that to fabulous express yourself. You want to express yourself, you make a ton of money, yeah. but you can go to the grocery store. And I still feel like even with this Grammy, you can maintain if that's like the the privacy you want you can maintain that even with this new category maybe it won't be on television yeah it'll definitely be on like the loser one nobody watches before yeah or they just give it out before and yeah you know so i like that i think the grammy should also I like um the beat. i think the grammy should also update some of their categories to um like you know stop cheating and like lying you know yeah like make it merit-based as yeah. opposed to just like who can Grease crawl up hands. your ass far enough mm -hmm. that's my new favorite maybe thing. that's next year crawl up your ass yeah like Everyone's crawled up each other's butts. It's so true. I'm so <laughs> far up your ass. I'm about to come out your mouth. Oh, yeah. We're up each other's butts. But like in a yeah. positive way. Yeah. No, I think it could be positive or negative. Uh, just like anything. Just like anything. Just like life. And you know what? To that I say, send it on, on and on. That's such a good song. I'm actually going to go home and watch a music video. Yeah. I remember being like, I also, have to recycle. Question. Yeah. What are we sending on? Is that about recycling? It was like reduce, reuse, recycle vibes. Love it. Which is I a great would, message I'm for the kids. I'm going to today. Yeah, no, I would watch that. I would watch that send it on video and like literally go rummaging through the trash, like separating, <laughs> <laughs> separating my glasses That's and my papers. what a song for social change should do. Right, but now it's just like you're one in a million and like it's giving cringe. Yeah. Send it on, y'all. But one heart can heal another. Don't forget that. And one spark starts a fire. I mean, that's facts. What was that other one? I think it was like Mitchell Musso, like reduce, reuse, recycle. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That sounds like, a, you know, what's that thing? Reading Rabbit? Something like that. Yeah. You know? Conjunction, junction. What's, what's your, your function? function? And also, you know what's from what's that? What's that from? Uh, the Reading Railroad or something? I need to, this I need to look but up. Wait, you're going to quake. Do you know what other song is from that 
thing that we're talking about right now? Conjunction. Schoolhouse Rock. Okay, do you know what else was from that? What? And that's a magic number. No, that's from School of Rock. Yes, but do you know where he was referencing it from? Schoolhouse Rock? Right. How do you know that? Because, like, somebody told me it on in the comments when we started saying it a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah. Conjunction, junction. That was, like, a sexy... <laughs> I it was, like, the kids' version of Marvin Gaye. That song came out, I was, like, taking my top off. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Like, yeah. <laughs> I could just see and the Strice Brothers. And you know what, Jackie? Walking. What? Jackie, what is our function? <laughs> Well, our function is to bring people joy, make people laugh, get people from one day to the next, be a part of people's every day. And what is a conjunction? Habit. The the function of a conjunction is to make... Is it like there they are? Yeah, I think so. So it's kind of like when we put words together, we're doing conjunctions. Like, yeah, we love conjunctions. Right. That's like all we do. Like it's a good story. It's a gory. Exactly. That is... It's a bad story. It's a gory. <laughs> When teacher smiles, teacher is happy. That's not a conjunction. When teacher frowns, teacher, teacher is sad. Sad. It's not a conjunction. Okay, conjunction is a word used to connect clauses or sentences or to coordinate words in the same clause. Right. That's dish issues, dish issues. Okay, should we dive into our TV recap of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Okay, wait. Just oh. want to say, yeah, sure. um, seven conjunctions. These are the English seven conjunctions. There's only seven? Yeah, four and nor, but, or, yet, so. so oh, wait, it's so not, we were totally wrong. It's not a contraction. So I it's think. just a word that what? Used to connect clauses or sentences. Oh, okay, so like, I'm feeling really great, and I'm also really tired, and would be the connector. Yes. It's and like I a think really overcomplicated way of just like, a contraction is what we're talking about. Mm. Dishes. Gory. Right. Bory. There. There. <laughs> Depends which type of there. I'm so glad we learned all of this, you know, and not yeah. how to pay our taxes. Contraction, traction. What's, what's your action? <laughs> Love. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Are you ready? I'm ready to move on, though. That was really... A nice trip down memory lane. It just opened up a pocket of my brain yeah. that I look forward to delving into later today. Well, you're going to, like, have to get back into that soon, like, when Haroldson starts going to school, and he's like, Mom, what's a conjunction? And you're sitting there being like, there it's, you know? And I'm like... Con you just turn it on. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? But I think it's a little inappropriate, that song. It's very sexual. <laughs> um, okay, let's dive into the TV recap that's brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics. Thrive Cosmetics is amazing. They have high-performance beauty and skincare products that are made with clean, skin-loving ingredients. And the name Cause is in the name because every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. So they are known for their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, which I have owned before they started sponsoring the show because I saw an extremely convincing Facebook ad, mm. and I've been using it ever since because I have the worst eyelashes. It is their best-selling product. It is ultra-lengthening, eye-opening mascara that lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking, and it mimics the look of lash extensions without damaging glue or expensive salon prices. It is clean, it has nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. The removal is super easy. It's a tubing formula that slides right off with warm water and a washcloth. There is no soap required. They also have great uh, skincare products like their Sunproof 3-in-1 Invisible Priming Sunscreen. So it's a skincare and makeup hybrid. It protects with SPF 37, and it's perfectly... Um, 
preps your makeup and prevent the appearance of aging skin from sun damage. So it's lightweight hydrating gel that applies clear on all skin tones. They also have a great mission. Um, it's bigger than beauty for every product purchase. Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive. So that's women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer and more. And now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash toast. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash toast for 15% off your first order. Gorgeous. I'm wearing the Thrive Cosmetics sunscreen today. Oh. And it is my favorite sunscreen because it's uh, like a sunscreen primer. And, and it's I, clear. I never used a primer for my makeup. And you my don't? Makeup, no, I don't know. I never got into one. And then I got this one from Thrive. And it covers these two bases, yeah. which are quite important to me, especially the sunscreen. Very important, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. But you should really wear sunscreen all the time, which I do. My Thrive Cosmetics one. I love it. Okay, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was like an episode that gave us like pretty much nothing until the very end. Mm-hmm. And I thought the ending was so interesting. Up until that, like I don't really have any thoughts. Like really... Um, sad about Lisa Rinna's mom and I think I saw like a lot of people being like can't believe she went on the trip and it's like normalize experiencing grief and like still living your life right I didn't think it was weird at all normalize experiencing grief in your own way like I don't think anyone could say that like Rinna doesn't care heartbroken about this so like also it hadn't really hit her yet in the time that it takes to hit her might as well try and enjoy enjoy your life and I'm sure that's what Lois would have wanted right and really hearing her talk about how like even at her age the fact that she had a mom who was 93 who could still hear see like I was like so jealous and I was like that is amazing so I actually feel like her perspective on the whole thing was really um positive not Mm -hmm. positive but healthy yeah and I think the other women like Kyle who obviously lost her mom like a while ago like helping her come to the realization of how blessed she should feel um I really appreciated that as someone who like doesn't even have a dad I'm like you're kidding right yeah no it was very very nice and also just shows Rena like as much as you know we criticize her like she is committed to this show yeah. She will literally, she, there was no way she was missing this trip. And it's not even because she's not like grieving or whatever. Like she's compartmentalizing. She's doing the job. Working. And she's also sharing and opening up. Like that's really why we love Rinna. And that's also like what real people do with their friends. Like yeah. it was extremely relatable. And I just feel like I actually respected her going on the trip. Not, I didn't think it was like classic thirsty Rinna. Like I didn't no, think that. No, not at all. Um, I did think an interesting thing with Rinna, just to skip a little bit, was like Sutton brought up this thing that like all these women in society yeah, say, say about Crystal, which is basically like Crystal will make things up about you, like beat you down and then become friends with someone like on top of the ladder. Um, and in her confessionals, Lisa said she was like, yes, I had heard this about Crystal, but I decided not to use it. Yeah. Which I just thought was like a really interesting word for her to say, as yeah. opposed to like, I just decided not to bring it up. Yeah. No, it definitely like kind of ex- is like the way that the women do use information about each other on the show. Mm-hmm. She was probably keeping this in her arsenal. In her arsenal, but also it's a hard, even when Sutton said it, it sounded like conspiratorial and kind of crazy. And until Rinna said that in her confessional, I would have been like, what the fuck are you talking about, Sutton? Yeah, but I guess it's like a thing. And, and this- so I'm glad that Rinna said it to the viewers so that like watching that scene, I had more context and I was like oh Sutton's not just pulling shit out of yeah, her like ass throwing shit at the wall and, and yeah of course maybe Rena should have spoken up and backed Sutton in that moment but I also didn't really need her to but yeah then Sutton she did I mean it did sound kind of stupid because then also she was doing exactly what they were accusing Crystal of like talking about something but not sharing exactly yeah. what it was so the Crystal thing so I feel like a lot of people are are confused like Sutton wasn't even mad at first and now she is and I feel like Sutton got mad when she finally got confirmation that the thing Crystal was talking about was a conversation about the jacuzzi. Mm -hmm. Because I think maybe Sutton said, like, maybe did I accidentally say something I didn't mean to be offensive, but that came off really offensive to Crystal. So she was kind of, like, 
tiptoeing around it. And, and that's why she wasn't getting angry until she found out that the thing Crystal was talking about was this big nothing burger. How did she find out that that's what it was? Or was that her Crystal, guess? Crystal confirmed it at the table. At the table. And, and I think Crystal Sutton, when, at the lunch with Garcelle, was like, I mean, the craziest thing I said was the jacuzzi thing. And was what Sutton said in the jacuzzi problematic? No. It, if anything, it was like a little cringy and like it was giving like, you know, like performative, like all welcome in my jacuzzi. But there was nothing mean-spirited or bad about it. No, and two things. And I'm glad Garcelle backed her up. One, going back to the initial reason why we're even having this conversation, Garcelle said, when you said that to Sutton, you wanted to set set her her up. up. And Crystal said it was because of something she said before that. But that conversation took place the The next next day. day. So the lie detector determined that was a lie. And wait, and she's going on and on about how Kyle doesn't remember it because she was drunk. Uh, Kyle doesn't remember it because she was in a different room. Right. So it was really bad for Crystal. Like she's wrong. And she's so you did want to just say that to Sutton no matter what she said. And I felt like when Garcelle said, like you set um, Sutton up, I'm like, that is so random. But actually, now that I'm like she got caught in a major lie, Crystal, I'm like, Maybe Garcel was right. Maybe yeah. Garcel wasn't just like being a potster. No, because even though like that was her excuse for saying that, it actually happened the next day, so that's null and void. And also, even like Crystal is behaving so bizarrely because she was upset with Sutton for saying that she doesn't see color. But then the next day, she's talking about what she saw in her jacuzzi, mm-hmm. seeing color, all these different people hanging out with her kids, and that's upsetting to her too. Right, so like that was were you upset Sutton's that she way... saw color or that she didn't see color? Right, that was Sutton's way of like kind of I think resolving or, or like making making it like like justifying a little bit to what she had said the night before so I don't really understand Crystal like at all yeah in this scenario it was such a bad episode for her at the end of the table where like everyone was just like calling her out on her lies and she like couldn't say anything like she looked like a huge loser like it was really bad no she really really did and I'm glad that we all got and Sutton got to the bottom of what it was that because was we were said. all just gonna wonder of course and it it was a nothing burger. Nothing. Literally nothing. And obviously, I'm not like an expert on race. So when, when Crystal was like, Garcelle, do you think that was problematic? And Garcelle was like, no. I'm like, okay, I'm not missing anything. Right. Like, it was so weird. It was so weird. And what's crazy is Crystal keeps saying they're, you know, saying what words I can and can't oh. use. This is too strong. That's too strong. And then Kyle says, well, you're gaslighting the situation. She said, don't say that. Okay, so the thing is, is like Crystal getting hung up on everyone getting hung up on her words. Um, she literally is using the wrong words. Yeah. There was nothing dark about what Sutton had said. And honestly, what was the other word she used last season? Uh, violated. Okay. She was entitled to feel violated. She didn't say Sutton violated me. She said I felt violated. So like she's entitled to feel that. But in this particular scenario, like literally talk about using the wrong word. Like dictionary definition, Merriam-Webster. Yeah. And Mary she Webster. Define dark. She was also lying because that conversation happened after the, the one from the night before. So now we have to go back to Garcelle's original point. Mm-hmm. When you said that, like you didn't matter what Sutton said, you wanted to set her up. And you know what? Um, Erica is making herself look so bad because she's just doing anything. She's to obsessed. Go- with going against um, Sutton. And so she was backing up uh, Crystal a little bit at the dinner. And then next week she like tries to gaslight Crystal into hating Sutton more. And it's making her look so bad. She, she looks like has to get over she's it. She's really looking crazy. Bitter and evil. But it looks like next week it's mission accomplished because Sutton like kind of loses it. She has to back away from the table. Like her and it, it's exactly what. Sutton and Rinna said that Crystal does. She like attaches herself to the 
head, head honcho. honcho of the group to take down the little people or people that she's like not feeling. And that's what she's doing with Erica. And when they said that about Crystal, I was like, who is the number one girl in this group? I was thinking the same thing. Who is it? It depends. I do think a lot of the time it's Kyle, but... Because she's the OG. Because she's the OG, but she doesn't really get involved. You don't need Kyle on your side or not. You kind she's of not, need like Rinna. You need Rinna and Erica, but they're also like not really the least liked. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. So I didn't know like which way she was climbing up the ladder, like to get to who. And normally when someone interjects on someone else's behalf as much as Garcelle does for Sutton, it drives me crazy. But Sutton is like not good at being a housewife. Like she could not go toe to toe with people. She, her voice gets like trembly and quaky and she starts to cry. Except she was really strong last night when, yeah. she, when she was talking to Crystal. I think because she felt like finally like, I think the whole time she thought there was something worse that she had said and she didn't remember. So I think when she got finally confirmation, she like felt confident. Like I was saying something nice. Yeah. And then having Garcelle having her back, I think that gave her even more confidence. And I don't mind it when Garcelle speaks on behalf of Sutton, because first of all, she's consistently speaking facts. Like the way Garcelle in less than, is this her second season or third? Third. Third. Has become one of my favorite housewives of all time. Like she is so rational and it's just, it's refreshing to see someone be so logical, even if that sometimes means like questioning their own friend, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's not really, and of course she always has Sutton's back, but she was tied with Crystal and she was happy to like point a finger and be like, point out something that Crystal was doing. I just love Garcelle and it doesn't bother me that she speaks up for Sutton in the way that she does because if she didn't, first of all, nobody would and, and Sutton has a hard time speaking up for herself. Yeah, and she's speaking facts. Even next week, it looks like she says to, like Erica, Erica, you know, gets Sutton to have a reaction and leave the table and Garcelle's like, you are bothering yeah. me. Like, she is bothering me. Yeah, she really is. And love Garcelle. Like that's love. A couple weeks ago when we were like, we don't know whose side we're on. And the, and the audience. And it's so it's even if Sutton was on an island by herself and like going against all of the girls, the audience is really on Sutton's side or they were last season. So it's frustrating if like we're all watching something and there's no one on our behalf. It's, it's almost sad and it's unfair. And Garcelle is a worthy adversary. For she's these a ladies. really good friend. too. She's a really good friend. And she's just extremely like like poignant like she gets to the point she doesn't like start an unnecessary drama like she get, and a lot of people think she's a pot stir, but I feel like she gets involved like when it's necessary yeah and sometimes even like last night with Erica she kept like bringing things up just so that the conversation would continue I know and but she was also helping us get to the heart of the matter yes I think you know it looks like next week she's acting extremely nefarious but sometimes I don't mind Garcelle does that too where it's like well why'd you say this you said what what'd you mean like move it along Moving help us the conversation get somewhere yes because yes. when I when Rena was like what I miss and everyone's quiet it's like right just get to it just get to it um Diana was pissing me off too I love her um same but like her take so far and they've been insignificant are just bad yeah it looks like next week she's fighting with Crystal with Sutton, Sutton. which doesn't work for me and of course she has to back up her friend Crystal but like she's She's really like full of kind of atrocious takes. <laughs> well, she's coming into the group like from a weird angle. She's friends with Rinna, yeah. who was beefing with Sutton. Rinna's friends with Erica. And it's, she's friends with Crystal, who was beefing with Sutton. Yes. Yeah, so give her a minute to get acclimated. I'm just like beyond confused by Crystal. Like what was her goal? I don't know. And then sometimes I see her and like in a conversation and she's so endearing and I like her so I much. Know. And then she'll get into it and I'm like, and what? She, she has just like bad takes all around. Yeah. No. And she really is acting so immature. Mm -hmm. And when Diana was like, it's because you're young. 37. Like really, maybe that is what it is. Yeah. I mean, it is a huge, all the other women are well into their 50s. 
and she's third. It's definitely a factor, but also a factor is just her general bad takes. Yeah. And wrong and thoughts. And this whole thing about, I'm not going to tell you what she said, but it was really, That's really immature. bad. Immature and so wrong. And the fact that she got exposed and it was nothing makes her look even more like crazy for not saying it. It's like, oh, the whole time you knew it was nothing. She looks awful. And it was said after the original comments. Full so of lies. Full of lying. Yeah. Lies. Yeah. Gaslighting, lies. Yeah. It's not good. Dorit was like MIA from the episode, but obviously she's like going through stuff. Yeah. So it was a good last scene, but I was I was like, this episode sucks up until then. It was like just so much filler. Yeah, but seeing them on the plane was fun. Thanks, I Diana. Know. Thanks, Diana. Truly. They all looked so relaxed. Like they were all still wearing their glam. Like it wasn't typical, like customs, airport, right. security. Everyone just looked just like fresh. a road trip. It was so nice. It was. We need a friend like Diana. We do. We do. Um, so that was Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap. Tomorrow will be the Kardashians recap. And that's our show. That's our show. Ooh. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Thursday, and we will see you tomorrow for... Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Send it on, on, on and, and on. on. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.